Welcome to the Post Call Gaming Grand Rounds Podcast. We're a group of professional friends who love talking about video games, game-related products, industry news, and anime. We hope you have fun listening to us take a break and relax, sometimes really post-call, to share with you our beloved hobbies. Adol Kristen has a habit of getting into trouble. You can't blame him. He's an adventurer, and a good adventurer knows when there's trouble to be found and justice to be upheld. As a perennial and willing swordsman in distress, his latest adventures bring him and lifelong partner Dogi to the Roman-controlled prison city of Balduk. Recognized in no small part thanks to his shock of red hair, he's immediately arrested for the atrocities he's committed against the Imperial Empire, and thrown into jail for further questioning by the local Inquisitor. In what amounts to a kangaroo court, Adel busts out with the help of a shadowy cell neighbor, but ends up cornered by a mysterious young woman with artificial limbs, who imbues him with the Monstrum Curse, and from there, Adel is trapped within the city, prevented from leaving by a mysterious force field. Want to know if Adel's latest adventure is worth your precious post-call time? Keep listening for our post-call gaming case conference on East 9, Monstrum Knox. favorites, the setup for the red-haired swordsman is akin to the one seen in East 8. Adol is again stuck in a closed box scenario, and the player is tasked with figuring out the nature of his curse in a hope to make a quick exit from Roman clutches. While unoriginal, the story does enough to escalate its twists and turns, introducing new characters who serve as Adol's new erstwhile companions, while revealing small pieces of the overarching mystery. While East games have never been lauded for their narratives, being fundamentally action-focused RPGs, East 9 does enough to provide sufficient breadcrumbs to keep you guessing at what will happen next. One of the latest and greatest additions to the East formula are the Monstrum Gifts, which work as mobility upgrades for Adol and his party. Starting with Adol's Crimson Line ability, which sees him zipping to various warp points that pop up in the city and in the dungeons, they evolve to more conventional video game abilities that feel fantastic while transversing the environment. Balduk feels vast and large upon unlocking its major environs, and figuring out where secrets and items are tucked away is fun all into itself. Combat in Monstrum Nox remains as strong as you remember for any East title. Mechanically, the game functions similarly to recent titles in the franchise since the introduction of the Slash, Pierce, Bludgeon Weapon types in E7. As a party of three, you control one of your active party members and fight monsters that roam the dungeon or overworld, using a combination of basic attacks and SP-consuming skills to defeat them. Different enemy types have different weaknesses, corresponding to the different weapon types that your party possesses. Targeting your foes strategically results in them entering a break state permitting you to deal massive amounts of damage, while using the incorrect weapon type might against your strength, though not prohibitively. In conjunction, dealing damage contributes to your focus meter. 
allowing you to unleash a burst skill or enter in a strengthened state while spontaneously recovering health. Skillfully blocking or dodging attacks, meanwhile, allows your party to enter a flash guard or flash step, recovering your SP meter or slowing down time to permit more offensive techniques. These systems play intuitively and feel amazing when things click into place. One element of the gameplay that feels undercooked in comparison are the Grimwald Nox raids. I'll spare you the story spoilers. At set points in the game, Adol and the party are pitted against waves of monsters in tower defense style missions, where they're tasked to protect a large crystal. You unlock various protective defenses as you proceed, which can be upgraded with various materials over time, but their placement on the map is predetermined. Other than buying your crystal time, there's sadly little control that you have during these missions other than to wipe out monsters as quick as you can. One variant to this mission, which involves destroying red crystals that are scattered across the map, permits a more interesting take on your combat skills, but the fact that it can be beaten by slaying the larger baddie that shows up near the end of the mission defeats its purpose. While Falcom is a small company, the ambition that this developer has exhibited over the many years it stayed active in the games industry is best exhibited by the growth that their titles demonstrate, entry after entry. East games have never been showstoppers, but Falcom has continued to improve on their graphical approach, which have continued to show slight upgrades since the Tales of Cold Steel entries. The performance is lacking, several areas in Balduk run at a choppy frame rate while monsters begin to pop up in crowds. The designs are impactful enough though, and leave a strong impression. This isn't a game that shows off the PS4 to any grand degree, and it arguably looks more at home on the PS3, but its anime stylings are tasteful for a majority of the party, and the animation work is superb. Orally, the game is a treat to the ears. Battle tracks are driving rock ballads that Falcom is known for, while a smattering of other fun genres flesh out the limited but charming districts that make up Balduke. The English voice acting, on the other hand, is less impressive. Hearing Adol sound off of it finding a treasure chest was an unintended source of entertainment while running through the dungeons. While the rest of the party serviceable, that one soundbite kept popping up enough in the first two hours of the game that I felt compelled to stick with the Japanese cast for the rest of the adventure. being said, I love these 9, much more than I thought I would. While not a dedicated fan, I've played enough East games, both classic and those modeled after the gameplay mechanics in 7, to recognize how far the games have come. Monstrum Nox provides enough in the way of traversal mechanics that make it a strong and unique addition to the series. No matter how you may feel about Adol's new look, I know I'm personally hoping for a return to his classic outfit in a future title, this is an adventure worth going through with the Red Swordsman in tow. That's it for this episode of the Post Call Gaming Grand Rounds podcast. 
To listen to more content featuring the Stream Team Clinic, check us out on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can always catch our latest streams on twitch.tv slash postcallgaming and peruse our stream archive on YouTube. Just search for postcallgaming in full quotes. For t-shirts, tote bags, and hoodies supporting our play tab, check out our spring store. Links are all in the description below. Our opening and closing tracks are from Luke Crambeau, featuring Onion as our opening track and Home as our ending theme, which you're listening to now. Thanks for listening, folks. Stay safe, eat your daily apple, and stay healthy.